I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Last week, Republicans in Congress used the filibuster in the United States Senate to block Democrats' uh, voting rights legislation from coming to the floor for a debate and vote. Uh, This piece of legislation obviously is uh, another important part of President Biden's agenda. And because it was blocked in the Senate through the filibuster, many Democrats are once again considering a vote or a rule change to abolish the filibuster. And this is one I saw over and over and over during my time in Washington, that there's always this ongoing threat of we are going to get rid of the filibuster. Uh, And both sides have have, uh, threatened this at different times in order to pass a, quote, crucial piece of legislation uh, that they are determined to get through or feel that they have to get through or they've sold the American people that if they don't get it through, then everything will be a failure. So they, they have to get a win. And... Always, it seems, that after all the rhetoric is gone, that ultimately they decide, well, maybe we should not get rid of it because there will be a day when we will no longer be the majority party. And then we might need to use said filibuster to block something that we don't like. And so this always becomes the debate. And, of course, it's been very hotly debated throughout the first nine months of President Biden's administration on a number of things where the filibuster was used. And there are people on both the left and the right uh, that would like to get rid of it. And there are people on the left and the right who think it should be kept. And, of course, uh, Joe Manchin has been one of those that has been front and center for the Democrats. Uh, Also a crucial vote on the president's agenda items getting through. And he's one who uh, wants to make sure that the filibuster is maintained. Uh, But over the weekend, a senator who often flies under the radar, uh, Angus King, independent senator from Maine. He does caucus with the Democrats, so he is part of the reason that the Democrats are the majority party. Even though he is an independent, uh, he does caucus with the Democrats. And over the weekend, as he was asked about the filibuster, Senator King said, not so fast, my Democratic friends. Uh, We should be a little more thoughtful and a little more careful uh, when it comes to getting rid of the filibuster. Here's what he had to say on Meet the Press. I'm not really ready to say let's get rid of it altogether because I think there are circumstances where it makes sense. Uh, so I, I prefer some uh, alternative uh, to what the present rule is. I'd like to restore the Senate to what it was, where we actually had debates and people had to hold the floor. And uh, so I think some kind of talking filibuster, perhaps a rule that instead of having to have 60 votes to pass something, you'd have to have 41 votes to stop it. So that way, the minority would at least have to show up. One of the problems now is uh, they don't even have to show up. They don't have to speak. They don't have to do anything. It just sort of becomes an automatic supermajority requirement, which isn't in the Constitution. So really fascinating. Uh, There's a lot of things in there that I love that uh, Senator King said. Uh, I agree with the senator from Maine uh, that a talking filibuster that you can't just say, well, you don't have enough votes to get to 60, so uh, you got no chance. So this is sort of the filibuster by default. 
no one has to show up. I love the fact that Senator King said, no, make the minority party, make them show up, make them hold the floor. Uh, I love the thought of actually having our senators on the floor of the United States Senate most of the day, debating, amending, compromising, voting, all in front of the American people. And so if you want to filibuster, great, filibuster. Just stay on the floor. Do the hard work. Don't just mail it in. Mailing it in saying, well, you don't have 60, so we're, so that's it. And they call that a filibuster and it stops. Uh, that's part of the problem. Senator King went on to talk about how the supermajority majority requirement is part of the reason why the Articles of Confederation f- fell apart. And the framers were diametrically opposed to that concept. It, interestingly, I, I recently learned this. One of the reasons the Articles of Confederation failed back before the Constitution was that it had a supermajority requirement for Congress to do anything. And they ended up not being able to do anything. And sometimes not doing something turns out better. It requires you to go back to the drawing board, reassess, reframe, refocus, rewrite a piece of policy, and then put it back on the floor uh, and get that done. Uh, Senator King also addressed uh, whether because of what is going on with Senator Manchin from West Virginia, Senator Sinema from Arizona, uh, in dealing with the president's agenda, the social program part of that, uh, should the Senate consider removing the filibuster? And again, Senator King took a think again kind of approach. I've talked to both of them, and I, I don't, I can't say for sure. I don't want to read minds here. I know that both of them have resisted it, as have I, because once you monkey with the rule, then it, it's going to work both ways. It's going to come back, and it could come back uh, to bite those who want to move things forward right now. Today's obnoxious obstruction tomorrow could be a precious shield. Oh, we should repeat that a thousand times, a thousand times. Today's obnoxious obstruction tomorrow could be a precious shield. Okay, think about that. Some, t- some are saying with Senator Manchin and Senator Sinema, they're, obs- they're being obstructionists. Uh, there are members in the House and the Senate that are regularly referred to as, oh, they're just an obstructionist. But there might be a day, there might be a day that they might be a precious shield. The slow process in the Senate of the United States is a feature, not a bug. And I love that Senator King is talking about to his colleagues on both sides of the aisle. Just remember, what gets done by one party will one day be done by the other. And if you think that the other side is just obstructing your agenda, just remember there will probably be a day when you will want to obstruct the other side's agenda when they are in power and in the majority. And so part of the Senate, part of the beauty of the Senate is it does protect the rights of individual senators, which really is saying we are protecting the rights of the states that they represent. And it is a feature, not a bug, that it takes time and it takes a majority. You have to get to 60. And on anything that's big and significant, that's a good thing in this country. Imagine imagine the chaos and the uncertainty that would prevail if every time we had a change in who's in control of the House, the Senate, and the White House, that all of our laws were completely rewritten. 
because they can. That would be horrible. It would be horrible for a constitutional republic. It would be horrible for the economy. It would be horrible for businesses. It would be horrible for citizens. And it would be especially horrible for the most vulnerable among us because they would get caught in the middle of all of that fray. And so I love that that Senator King says, you know, not so fast. Just remember, just remember, today's obnoxious obstruction tomorrow could be a precious shield. It could be the thing, it could be the thing that holds the republic together. And so the fact that it's slow, the fact that it's hard, that's by design, folks. Uh, That's not a bad thing. We shouldn't whine and complain about that. You just have to figure out how to do it better and do it different. Now, Senator King uh, also said that they're really trying to thread the needle, of course, allowing the minority voice to have their opinions, uh, but not giving the minority too much power or ultimate super veto power. The trick, Andrea, is respecting minority rights while at the same time not empowering the minority with an effective veto. That's the that's the needle that we're trying to thread here. Uh, And that's why I really have always appreciated Senator King. Uh, He is unique in the United States Senate. He is an independent that caucuses with the Democrats. But I think he really cares about the institution of the Senate uh, more than a lot of his colleagues on both sides of the aisle. Uh, I'll I'll never forget one middle of the night (laughs) uh, as I was heading back uh, to my little flat and walking through the rotunda. uh, I would often stop and just sit there in that empty rotunda Uh, And just kind of take that in. And I was sitting there. It was about one o'clock in the morning. And all of a sudden I saw Senator King walking through the middle of the rotunda. He had no staff with him. It was just him. He was walking and he he walked right across. And about halfway across the rotunda, he just stopped short. And he just looked up in that rotunda in the United States Capitol and just did a full 360. He pulled out his camera took some pictures, and then he saw me sitting over there, and he, he came over as he – he's so kind. And Senator King said, you know, sometimes you just have to stop and marvel at the wonder of this amazing United States of America and the system we have and all we've been given. And then he walked off. But he was capturing it for his grandkids uh, and for the people that matter. And we should do, we all should do a little more of that. Just stop. Uh, and let's not be too overly worried uh, about filibusters. Again, today's obnoxious obstruction might be a shield for us tomorrow. Something to think about. We're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, Brian Riedel's going to join us. And we're going to talk about why politicians are like Lucy with the football. Stay with us. Coming up next. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 